A lot's happened in the last 10 years. It's a miracle I'm even sitting here now. I got a second chance. And I'm gonna take advantage of that. But I need you with me, Pete. We're gonna heal the world. We're going to heal the world. John, now John, your streak is over. Your streak yeah. of being oh, Ghost you're gonna go is there over. Already, huh? <laughs> uh, so how how's Exo Primal doing in the, on the review side? Have you checked lately? Yeah, um, I think there's uh, some shenanigans going on. Where, where's that Capcom magic? I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, I, I they had a hot streak going back six years. All right, yeah. it's it's. You know, looking at the people that were in charge of this game, it was clearly the B team. I should have looked into it more. <laughs> I thought there would be some systems in place that we just didn't, didn't get to explore in the demo. But, um, you know, it's about time you won one pop bet, though, Nick. <laughs> That's I mean, true. if we really want to really shame each other here, we can talk about our overall records <laughs> with the pop bets. And we still have an existing pop bet that's finally going to come up. Which one? It's the Starfield vs. Horizon. Uh, I, oh. forget which, I forget the specifics of it. I have I to look it up. It's just a review score, I think. Which yeah. one will review higher? I think I don't know which game I chose, though. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say I chose Horizon, but I don't know. But actually, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, after kind of getting more information about that one, it's like, yeah, I feel like those probably will review very, very closely to each other, right. at least just from a pure score standpoint. But yes, Nick, you are correct with the stupid dinosaurs <laughs> raining from the sky. I'm yeah, not perfect. Yeah, for the record, it is sitting at a 68 on Open Critic. It is not reviewing very well, which is not not surprising. It needed some kind of depth to it more than what we saw in our brief time in the beta, and it doesn't look like it has it. Some people are enjoying it, and that's fine. But uh, overall, obviously, yeah, I think IGN gave it an eight, and you know they said something in the review along the lines of like, "There's a really fun game here." If you can stick through the shit, like it's like 30, 40 hours into the game. Oh, when, great. When they say it starts to get fun. So not I really love that a, qualifier. A, yeah. Not a great um, approach. For yeah. Fun, but, all right. I'll take the L. That's fine. Yeah. I'm a big yeah. man. I'll take the, I'll take no, the L. No, you're fine. I, you would have thought, you know, Resident no. Evil 4, Street Fighter 6. Yeah. Capcom's having a stellar year, even with this thrown in. So, uh, you know, yeah. I, I understand back, why you did it. Five, but, Village, seven. But, you're, but yeah, you're you're wrong. Sure. Wrong on this one. <laughs> and then one final thing. I don't know if you're familiar with this guy, but do you know much about Larry Herb? No, Larry Herb or Larry Herb? Herb. H-Y-R-B. <laughs> Sorry, that's a dumb joke. <laughs> um, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he is a popular, I and mean, this is a PlayStation podcast, but Larry Herb is known as Major Nelson, and he has been with Xbox since 2001. I knew that name. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not his real name. Sure, okay. <laughs> he's been with Xbox since 2001, and kind of a lot like Jeff Keighley. Uh, he's been kind of a champion of video games across the board. Uh, you know, obviously he worked for Microsoft. He worked on Xbox 
uh, since 2003, a very long time. So 20 years of pretty much launching an entire platform of uh, video games. Uh, he's retiring. He's leaving Xbox to pursue new things. And I just wanted to, you know, he done, He has done a lot for the industry. He's done a lot of communication. He was forward thinking on podcasts and, and just a lot of messaging about the Xbox platform to its consumers and the people who play on Xbox. And he's always come across as a very good guy, very stand-up guy. And it's the gaming industry as a whole is a little is, – is losing someone great. So – yeah, I mean, you know, when you, at least when I think of Microsoft and what they've truly revolutionized in the industry and the successes they've had, it's been mostly probably in the the online slash Xbox Live space. And I think Major Nelson is is one of, if not the biggest, I don't know, community member or person that you can attach to that to kind of, um, you know, just, yeah, just show show the things that he did and, and the systems and programs that he ushered in, you know. I don't know if Xbox would be where they are today. Maybe not as good as they were 10 years ago, but, you right. know, they're still, they're still <laughs> a major player, you know. But they wouldn't have become the brand that they are and the, the thing and figured out what they're strong at without him, so. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I just wanted to prop him out and I wish him luck in his future endeavors. Sony needs a major Nelson. We need, yes, we need like, yes, a, a person... You know, we used to be what Kevin Butler was that his name, the old, <laughs> jokingly, old, the old fake CEO that they used to have commercials for Sony, yeah. or even back in the day, Shuhei Yoshida and, and people like that used to have a more of a presence. And I, I think Jim Ryan is a good business-minded person at the helm, but he is not. Right. He is not this kind, that kind of person. So, sure, will be missed. All right, so we got a pretty heavy news week, so let's get right into how the show works. John and I both bring three things to talk about. It can be one of those news items. It can be a video game we're playing. It can be a topic we want to talk about. Or it can be an email to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com. It can be a Twitter DM at PSPalsPod. Or it can be a comment on our YouTube page at PlayStationPals. And John, I think because we're not getting much action on those things, we might have to do a giveaway. That just entered my brain. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be. I don't know if it'd be like definitely a good thing to do, or if it just makes us real sad when we give a giveaway and goes, oh, they still don't care. <laughs> no but, responses. Yeah, no. But, I mean, uh, you know, as we'll talk about very shortly, you know, there's been some, um, you know, some new cool things in the PlayStation ecosystem, and you know, that are coming down the pipe, and obviously games and gift cards and things like that that we could uh, we could look into. But sure. Yeah, not a bad idea. You know, if nobody writes in, then guess what? We get a gift card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, Nick, right off the bat here, you know, it's, um, you know, we're kind of heading into, I think, the podcast today, or at least yesterday we were, and we're like, you know, yeah, there's news, but there's nothing like big, you know, there's nothing really no. super exciting to talk about. And so uh, I believe we kind of realized yesterday, or you did, that, oh, there's a little event called San Diego Comic-Con happening, right? And we know that there was going to be a panel there uh, for Spider-Man 2, um, which is obviously Sony's big game coming out this fall. But uh, on that panel, we had creative director Brian Intihar, game director Ryan Smith, narrative director John Paquette. Senior Art Director Jacinda Crew, as well as some of the stars of the game, Yuri Lowenthal, of course, being Peter Parker, Najee Jeter, who is Miles, Laura Bailey, who plays Mary Jane, and Tony Todd, who is the voice of Venom. So they went a little behind the scenes with the game, but uh, we were kind of hoping that we were going to get a little bit of something a little more substantial, something that here us at home, you know, we'd be able to enjoy. And wouldn't you know it, got a nice minute and 57 second story trailer for Marvel Spider-Man 2 coming out this October 20th. Um, 
What did you think, Nick? What stood out to you with the trailer? <laughs> uh, I'm still getting used to new Peter. Yeah. <laughs> the It opens with uh, Peter talking to Harry Osborn, and I, I didn't know which one was Peter Parker because I'm still used to the old Peter. I have not played the remastered, so... Oh, you haven't. Okay. So, because I agreed with you, you know, when, you know, that was one of the first things I think we, we said to each other, and I was like, I definitely agree, but like, I don't know, I'm getting kind of used to it, but that's because I have a son that just <laughs> plays it nonstop. So. Right. Uh, but no, it, again, this is a game to be excited for. It's, you know, the pl- the PlayStation platform's premier game this fall. It's coming my from my favorite Sony developer, Insomniac, and... It just looks great. It looks everything. Every, there's nothing bad in this trailer. It's all great. Miles looks great. Mary Jane looks great. You know, I don't know how people feel about her being back again. <laughs> I wonder how many sections. Let's I don't just think hope, it, I don't let's think just hope we playable. don't. Yeah, let's just hope she's not playable. Not playable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, everything looked great. Ven- and it ended with Venom, and he looks great too. So, and we got a lot of teases of where the story could go as far as is Harry Venom. It looks likely, but you know. Mm-hmm. They, that, that could just be a because right. everybody's guessing that so it could be right. like a, a complete you know the only thing i'll say that i think is even more credence in, the, in in it is that in the beginning of the trailer harry says we're going to heal the world peter and then later in the trailer oh, you yeah. hear venom say we're going to heal the world which like yep. that would be really weird if that wasn't the same right. person but um so so do you think nick this trailer kept your excitement level the same increased it decreased it where would you what would you say uh, increased it because I think again the game's coming. It's we're a few months away, less than a hundred days, uh, and I, this Spider-Man too. It's a mm-hmm. sequel to one of my favorite games on the PlayStation platform, and I kind of downplaying it because I just know it'll be great. It's going to be yeah. awesome, uh, and you know I'm probably more excited for this than I was God of War Ragnarok, and that was a huge game, and this is. You know, again, as we talked about in the show, how we are going to consume these games is very different. Yeah. John's son is going to go crazy. Did you show it to your son? The trailer? Yeah. Yeah, he kind of bummed me out because I was like, Levi, come here, trailer, trailer. Oh, no. And like, he's like, what? Just like a kid. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I put it in front of him. He's like, what is this? And I was like, it's a new trailer for Spider-Man. He's like, I already saw the trailer, Dad. And I'm like, no, no, you didn't. And then like, he's just very six-year-old brain just not really paying attention because it was just narrative and like stuff right he didn't really go crazy for this one um, okay so much but you know (laughs) it's not gonna not gonna affect his excitement for the game no 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 but uh no i what did did you think any yeah so i mean you know highlights no i I like what you said about like you know you kind of it's you're excited for this game, but you're not letting it get to you because you know it's going to be good. And and I absolutely feel the same way. Uh, famously on this podcast a couple months ago, more than that at this point, you know, we're talking about what is the most anticipated games of the year. I think I put Atomic Heart at four and didn't include Spider-Man 2. And it's That's for true. that exact same reason, because like I know it's going to be good. I know I'm going to love it. Um, and so when it's here, it's here. But I think it was a fantastic trailer. Um, you know, when it comes to superhero things in general, I'm typically not vibing hard or curious about really where the story is going to go. I want to play around with the character that's really agile with awesome powers. Mm-hmm. And if, if a game has that, it's good. But I really, I'm really kind of excited to, yeah, see where this story goes. I mean, I've spent a lot of time with these characters at this point, you know, between my playthroughs with both games, my son getting into them, um, my son loving, you know, across the Spider-Verse, into the Spider-Verse. I think Miles is great as a character. Like, I, he's he's my Spider-Man. Now, Peter's great, but, like, I just mm-hmm. really attach to Miles. So the idea of these two going in at it together, the obvious dynamics that we're going to get between their relationship, um, you know, really Peter's relationship with everybody is probably going to be center stage. Yep. Um, so I think it's going to be cool from that side. 
Um, obviously, Venom is just badass. What boy doesn't like Venom? You, right. know, you see Venom, you just get, you get attached to it. Um, but and then graphically, I think you know that was kind of another thing where it's like, am I really going to be able to see the leveling up of New York City with Spider-Man Two? And and if the gameplay looks like the trailer did, you know, there's a lot of examples of companies releasing trailers and then they get downgraded with the final version. But sure. if if Insomniac can do that, and I think they're a talented enough team that it will improve. Yeah, um, there'll be PlayStation Five only. So. Yeah, it's, it's gonna it's gonna look really really good. So um, I'm sure they got some tricks up their sleeves, some different things we haven't seen yet, um, and excited to see what those are. But you know, October 20th, I'll be there day one. Um, <laughs> oh, and I, before I forget, yeah, alongside this announcement, Sony did unveil um, a new controller as well as new a, bundle. a new bundle, but also new face place that we can finally that we can buy and put onto our existing <laughs> PlayStation. So they're they're doing the Spider-Man 2 bundle. It's got a really simple design, I'd say, but it's effective and I like it where it's it's they're going black with the the overall style of it, but it's kind of the Venom tendrils overtaking a red red corner where the Spider-Man logo is and the sim- very similar thing with the controller. It's it's mostly black on the left side, white spider logo on the touchpad. And then kind of fading into the red with the weird venom taking over thing on the right hand side. But um, I'll probably be picking those up too again for for my son if anything. But <laughs> but pretty pumped at the prospect that you know okay cool the plates the plates are now a thing. I'm kind of mad they didn't even start with Ragnarok or something like right, that. Like I would have right. probably dug that way more. But um, excited to see you know we don't have any pricing or anything on that yet. But if I were a betting man, the the controller will be the premium price of the seventy five or eighty bucks. And then I'm guessing the faceplates will probably be like fifty or sixty if I right, if I were to just right. put a put a guess out there. But yeah, cool cool to see see Spidey swinging through New York as always. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, so you're getting both. You said you're getting the faceplate and the controller. Probably. I don't. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's because I have both. I have me right. and my son, <laughs> and so October twentieth is a really good time for like. You're not gonna get it on release, buddy boy, but like Santa right. might Santa might have something to say about it. Right, so, right. You know, and then I can have two guaranteed awesome like <gasps> you know moments on Christmas morning. So or he'll just be like any kid, just like eh. Yeah, cool. That's... Dad, can you put this on now? Yeah. All right. Can I play? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but exactly. No. So yeah, I don't know. I'll have to. Pro- I probably will have to reposition my PlayStation because it just sits and sits horizontally in my cabinet and like. If I'm going to get that thing, I want to show it off. Right. That's so. probably why I'll be avoiding the plates themselves because I, I just won't get to enjoy yeah. them. So, yeah. But uh, that controller is is great. And yeah, especially with the plates, I don't. It blows my mind why Elden Ring doesn't get a version. And it's free God money. Or Ragnarok. Yeah. It's the same like, thing with the controllers, guys. Yeah. It's, it's weirdly specific. The controller is a little more of. It's still just a faceplate at the end of the day. True. You know, true, like. True. I'm sure that there's a lot of logistics and they don't want to, you know, have extra stock of things that, you know, maybe aren't selling or whatever. But right. I don't know, man. Yeah. Like keep that shit coming. Like there's so many people like I would love a near one. Right. I would love. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, I would. Um, <laughs> you know, there's just a, one a Hades one would be cool. Like if you got granular with this shit and I know there's third party companies out there that do a lot of that stuff. But, right. you know, us Sony boys and I think just hardcore gamers in general, we like proprietary things yeah. we don't want <laughs> mad cats controllers or or what have you so um but yeah so i don't know do you think we'll get anything else from spider-man 2 prior to do you think we're gonna get a state of play so the trailer was light on villains there was only still just craven mm-hmm. still just venom and then a tease that people assume is wraith uh yuri in the game 
so I mean that, and we know the lizards in it. Of course, he was in the mm-hmm. gameplay demo. Uh, so uh, that's very light. You know what was what's her face? The the tw- the Twitch streamer villain that 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 you hate screwball yeah screwball yeah she's stupid <laughs> the screwball coming back is taskmaster coming back as any of the guys we fought in the previous rhino vulture you know that uh shot of the trailer where there's like a it's like a uh um amusement park or like a fair or something mm-hmm. did you see that thing about like the that really obscure spider-man villain that i've never heard of that like video game big, donkeys big is wheel? obsessed with is, is that is he? Yeah. Yeah, they're saying like yeah. big wheel, which is like this guy that's like inside a giant Ferris wheel. So like I would, that could be just a nod because it, it is could, a Ferris wheel. But like I would also like if it's like because, you know, Firefly, right? Wasn't he like a villain for like a tiny part of mm-hmm. it might have been a Batman game. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I'm it? not I'm not good with superheroes <laughs> people. Um, but like, yeah, it could just be a dumb little side quest. Like, hey, dude, right. there's this giant wheel running through the city. Like, what? Yeah. And you get yeah. there and you got to like web him. You got to web him up and whatever. Like you could do something like that. But not that I don't want him to be the main big bad. Of course, yeah, but. yeah. There's, I mean, there's a lot going on, and there was a lot going on in the previous game. Remember, there was Silver Sable and mm-hmm. uh, Tombstone, and just like all kinds of stuff. So I, it's, yeah. Right now, right now, the villain list is very small, but well, and like you know, it was almost like there was two two main villain arcs in the first game, right? You had Mister yeah. Negative. Once that ended up, then you really got into the Sinister Six, Doc Ock stuff, and yeah. so. I could see a very similar thing here. First half of the game, we're fighting Raven, you know, or Craven, sorry. Fighting Craven, doing all that stuff. Something happens with Harry, obviously. Green Goblin shows up because Norman Osborn, and then the Green Goblin yeah. ends up being the main bad. You know, that I could see it yeah. going that way. But um, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of am at this point hoping that they don't do this dedicated 15-minute stay-to-play thing anymore. I remember when the first Spider-Man came out, there was just so much marketing material to the <laughs> point where I, I, I just started to tune out of it, so... Yeah, and the game doesn't need it. Obviously, no, it doesn't need it's, it. It's so, gonna be huge. Yep. Spider Man's having one hell of a year. Two <laughs> months and uh, thirty days, my dude. Yeah. Yeah. Almost long. there. Almost there. All right. So let's move on to the next topic. John's got the next one. Yeah, I got the next two. So buckle up. Sorry, folks. Yeah. My long-winded approach. Here we go. All the news. Um. So, hopefully, Nick, this is. I don't know if it's the last time we'll ever talk about it, but like we're. No. I know. I know. But we're getting close. But. Uh, due to the Microsoft deal kind of getting approved from the FTC um, in here in America, it seems like things are moving forward. You know, the, the stock's being listed. Um, but they're not also because they asked for an extension. But they're not also, you know, this this news story isn't about that. But yeah, they're, they're going to be extending the deadline over in England because they want to try and work with the CMA to get the their demands and things needed so that this can just be nice and clean, not worry about it. But on the PlayStation side of everything, uh, Sony has officially entered a 10-year deal with Microsoft to keep Call of Duty specifically uh, on the platform. So just to kind of, um, you know, right from the horse's mouth, here's what Phil Spencer said with a tweet. We are pleased to announce that Microsoft and PlayStation have signed a binding agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation following the acquisition of Activision, Activision Blizzard. We look forward to a future where players globally have more choice to play their favorite games. And then Vice President of Microsoft, Brad Smith, says, From day one of this acquisition, we have been committed to addressing the concerns of regulators, platforms, and game developers and consumers. Even after we cross the finish line of this deal, we will remain focused for ensuring that Call of Duty remains available on all plat- or on more platforms and for more consumers than ever before. So, wanted to get that out there, Nick. You know, it's, it's basically seems to be kind of in writing now, but... 
Do you think that a 10-year deal is good? Do you think Sony has anything to worry? What, what's kind of your gut feeling now that we seem to be towards the finish line? <laughs> like, is this going to be is this going to be much ado about nothing in 10 years, or like, is this really going to have the impact that some of the negative people in the space truly think it'll have? I just want to prop myself out because I kind of called this last week when we talked about it that Call of Duty was kind of the unicorn. Mm-hmm in this whole scenario because of how much money it makes and and very similar to Minecraft. Like people are not playing it on the Xbox platform, but they're playing it on PlayStation. Like as we talked about, it's the PlayStation alone made 800 million off of call of duty last year. And that's a 30%. And that's their 30%. Do you know how much Microsoft will get now? $2.7 billion. That's (laughs) their take of that. So, you know, what you, all those quotes that you just read, the bottom line is it's money. It's mm-hmm. financially relevant for them to do it. It makes the acquisition good for Microsoft because they're going to be making that money. Microsoft's going to be one of the biggest publishers now on the Sony platform. <laughs> yeah, there's, I think they're the, yeah, the biggest <laughs> third-party publisher on, plat- on Sony is Microsoft. Let so, that sink in. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so that's just wild to think about. And I, I don't know, like to predict where Call of Duty will be as a franchise 10 years from now, where I've been... I've been sick of this franchise for years at this point. And it just is, it, again, as we just mentioned, it just prints money right now. Uh, even though I think, like, overall, statistically, the, the franchise is down. Like, there's not an, a, a lot of people playing it. But I don't, I, who knows? Who but, knows? But every single, <laughs> you know, hey, what was the best selling game of the year? Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Call of Duty. It gives, it gives Sony plenty of time to, like, figure it out. Like, figure out what they're going to do without that franchise uh, on their, on their, and if after the 10 years, Microsoft changes it and mm-hmm. it just becomes a console exclusive to them. But God, yeah. it's just so hard to predict. Where will gaming be in 10 years at all? Like, Yeah, uh, you don't know, man. You're, you're never- talking possibly two, you're pro- two platforms. You're talking a PlayStation 7 era when this will, when this will change. So, Yeah, uh, I mean, they're anticipating, I think, PlayStation 6 to be 2028. So, yeah, they're going to be well within half, more than halfway through that next <laughs> that cycle. So, yeah, there's absolutely no way to know. I would, I would imagine Sony kind of internally is thinking, okay, 10 years gives us time to put our best effort forward to develop something that's a Call of Duty competitor, or if we really want to try and get traction with our live service initiative, it'll give them enough time to do that and then analyze the situation where Call of Duty is at seven, eight years down the road. Is it a franchise that's just still making $3 billion a year for them, or is it declining a little bit and then maybe Sony doesn't care as much? But, you know, if it still is, you know, um, super hot, in, in 2030, I'm sure there's nothing that says Sony can't approach Microsoft again and be like, look, we want to we want another deal or, or whatever sure. the case, because like you said, two point seven billion dollars, that that's what Microsoft would be will, need to be willing to walk away from, which right. that would be stupid financially. So right. I think we'll see it for a while. But one thing that I did want to point out that that, you know, is kind of interesting. I don't know if it really hurts at all. But do you remember that Microsoft originally did offer Sony a deal for this 10 years to include every single Activision game, not just Call of Duty. So this is kind of a direct consequence of maybe trying to drag out the case. I don't think it impacts much of anything, but like it is still something that's like, oh yeah, I guess if you just took the deal initially, maybe it wouldn't have been such a, you know, yeah, and thing. I, but Tom Warren of The Verge pointed that out as well, that the, that the deal has changed and I, I don't know what really to think about that. I mean, no, there's nothing to <laughs> we're think not gonna about, get but her. it's just like, oh, did Jim, did Jim Ryan hurt PlayStation by dragging this out? It's like, no, I don't think so, really. But this is like, right. 
Uh, maybe. And it's, yeah, it's hard to say, again, because what games are we talking about? Crash Team Activ- Racing 2. Yeah, from Activision and from Blizzard uh, within the next 10 years. I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it is just like, oh, they, they did potentially harm themselves, even if it's minorly, by by trying to, to drag this out so long. But right. either way, um, I'm, I'm, I'm good uh, not talking about it for a while. Everything's going to be fine, folks. PlayStation will be fine. <laughs> it's just, you know, just just don't don't destroy. Don't make everything streaming, please. Yeah. Don't, don't make everything <laughs> streaming, please. All right. And then lastly here, Nick, for my third topic. Um, this is hot. Yeah, this is hot. This is fresh off the presses. We were, you know, I think two hours ago this this news dropped and it's still in rumor phase but it's from trusted source tom henderson uh via a new website that he seems to have made that's more focused on official news which is funny because this is still in rumor phase but he's just trying to drive traffic right (laughs) Right. so this is from key to gaming.com which again is from tom henderson he's got some uh some info on the playstation 5 pro nick officially called project trinity so you know uh ever since the PlayStation 4, right? They seem to be doing these half steps uh, to just keep people relevant, you know, kind of um, going after that phone model where everybody upgrades their phone every year or two, you know, to try and just keep keep the most current thing possible. And so uh, data is obviously very limited. There's not a whole lot of to discuss here, but just real quick, the things that it seems to be doing, of course, you're going to have your more consistent 4K resolution. It's going to have performance modes up to 8K. Um, and it's going to have some accelerated ray tracing. That's really the only info we're getting from this now. Uh, but it is in development, according to Tom Henderson, targeting a November 2024 release date. Um, but I do, I do personally believe this rumor to be true. If you remember on the show, we've talked about Tom Henderson. He was the, the guy who talked about Project Q, which is the upcoming handheld that is true. The earbuds, which are true. So I would, I would bet my, you know, my bottom dollar that this is coming as well. Nick, do you want a PlayStation 5 Pro <laughs> if this is all that those things, all it can do? Well, firstly, where's my PlayStation redesign that we, that, yeah. that he also talked about? That hasn't come up with the the external no drive, and then you can buy an external drive separately. Um, uh, I mean, I love video games. Obviously, that comes through on this show. I would probably be very interested if a PlayStation Five Pro can run in a performance graphics mode, you know, sixty frames ray tracing, all that, mm-hmm. I would probably be, and and doesn't crash like my PlayStation has currently been doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be all in on it if, if it just, if it's, there's no crazy price or anything. It's just like, this is the new model, spend another $500 and your games will run better and look better and you don't have to make that hard choice all the time. Well, especially if GameStop's going to give you like 350 bucks. Because like, that's <laughs> what they did last time. They're, they had these crazy deals. Right, right. So, yeah, if all if all that is true, then yeah, I I'd be in on it. I I would love to see it because it seems like all these consoles promised to do these things in the first place. Like PlayStation Five mm-hmm. was supposed to do all this in the first place, yep. and here we are always making the hard choice in our video games or or in certain titles is not happening at all. And this is on on Xbox side as well as it's been a big controversy with Starfield running at thirty frames per second on the Xbox Series X. You know, and same thing here is like. When when are we? When are these consoles gonna act like you told us they would act? And yeah. I know we're just finally getting into PlayStation Five only titles, 
everything else has been kind of cross-generational. So maybe that maybe things will get better on that front. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't believe this November 2024 timeline, especially with us not getting that new model yet yeah. of the PlayStation. I, I think they'd want to go that route first. But I don't know. I'd, I'd be into it. If, is, is there anything that you wish... Like one thing that I, I'm surprised they didn't mention is like increased storage. Like, do you think this thing will have increased storage? I feel Probably. like that's a, I feel like that's a no-brainer, right? At this point, especially how big these packages are getting. Yeah, I w- one would assume it is a digital-only console too, right? Like, yeah. if this redesign is also true, right? Yeah. That's going to replace their current line of there won't be digital and disc. There'll just be this one and then the external drive. That yeah. Um, I would I would at this point honestly expect two terabytes. I I know yeah. that's a lot, but. We've seen the prices of these things come down drastically lately. Yeah. And so if, you know, if if this is the premium product, my guess is it'll be five or six hundred bucks. And or, you know, maybe there's a one terabyte version for five and you get a two terabyte version for six. That's kind of what I would think. But mm-hmm. anything else that you think the that could the console could use that I was thinking too might be interesting if they bundled in a, a DualSense Edge with it. You know, like, <laughs> wow, now you're really getting premium. Yeah, and I was, yeah. So you know that would you know it would be stupid to make it mandatory because like if you want a if you want a um, PS5 Pro but you don't want the c- controller because obviously that would add to the cost. But you know you know there could be some Pro bundle package, right? Hey, you get mm-hmm. essentially you get the DualSense Edge, you get the new headset that we have, and you get the thing. Like you know might have some different options like that, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm getting this thing or not. Yeah, and I also had a PlayStation 4 Pro, but I didn't go from a PlayStation 4 to Pro. I just had the Pro, so I don't, and I really didn't take advantage of it very much. Aloy just flirted her big red-headed eyes at him, and he couldn't resist. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much, and uh, so, yeah, I I don't know. Again, I want more information, and, you know, we kind of talked last week when you were dog in xbox for 15 minutes you talked about how the xbox series x s is kind of holding them back and mm-hmm. maybe maybe do we want this do we want this higher console if it's going to be always held back by the playstation 5 do you think the standard. playstation 4 pro held the regular playstation 4 back in any way i don't well i'm just saying the playstation 4 existing holds the playstation 4 pro back sure like it's not it's never going to be what it should be it's not ever going to be at full capacity unless developers really make a version of the game for it but yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the messaging they're going to have to communicate is like, why do I want to sell my current console? Get this one if games are just going to run slightly better. And nobody in the world has an 8K TV yet. I mean, they no, do. That, they do. That's, that's an exaggeration. But like, unless we want to drop eight grand. So like to even use that as a selling point, right. it's like 8K gaming. It's like, first off, my eyes are bad. Right. Like my, <laughs> my eyes are great, but I don't think even I could tell the difference of that. And so it's yeah. like there are it, the selling points are getting smaller, but right. Cool to see that it's coming. Like you said, I think. Well, rumored to be coming. Thank you. <laughs> rumored to be coming. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of an inevitability. We all thought this would happen. And, um, you know, we'll see when Sony decides they want to or not talk about it officially. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting if this is a true thing because I thought we were I'm, done with these half steps. But Well, it's, it is it is interesting you say that because Xbox has come out and said that they will not be doing one. They will not be doing a pro version. <laughs> well, no, yeah, they'd have three platforms to make yeah, it. Yeah, I, that's prob- probably part of it. You know, they, they went more in on the smart delivery system. But I wonder if that will – I don't know. I don't think it'll it'll cause people to – get drawn more to PlayStation, but it's like, hey, they're doing they're doing extra over there. Mm. Maybe I should invest in that <laughs> ecosystem. But anyway, Nick, I've talked enough. 
Yep. Take it, take it from me, bud. <laughs> yep. I got the next three things. So uh, the first thing that I wanted to bring was talk about Xbox Game Pass Core. What's that? <laughs> you know, hot off uh, this, like as John mentioned, this Activision deal seemingly go, going through is Xbox announced that they are killing Xbox Live Gold and Games with Gold, that <laughs> monthly subscription that... We love because it led to PlayStation Plus Essentials and those monthly games that we get. That's going away entirely. So starting September 14th, Xbox Live will become Xbox Game Pass Core. It'll be the same price, but now just like the PlayStation Plus collection, the Xbox Game Pass Core will be 25 titles that you'll get access to while you're subscribed to this. And they plan to update it two to three times a year. So kind of just like that PlayStation Plus collection of just a, just a giant library of games that you have access to while Sony long... refuses to update. <laughs> and uh, and I think I, we mentioned this before, and one I don't remember what we were talking about of the idea that PlayStation Plus Essentials I also think will go away like that that in, in its current working I don't think we'll get free games every month. It'll just you want free games every month. You we want you on the next higher tier. You know, and maybe just very similar to this. If you subscribe, you get, you know, online access and you get access to the PlayStation Plus collection version two, which will be, Mm -hmm. you know, updated, more current games. But uh, again, focusing just on PlayStation, John, do you think this strategy that Xbox is doing, do you you think this is the future that's going to be for Sony? Um, yeah, I mean, Xbox kind of is trendsetters in this space. I mean, it seems like that's always been the case is they do things. Sony kind of follows suit and then they're like, yeah, we're, we're following you there, but we have better games. So come play here. Um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Like I'm looking at the breakdown now. And one thing that I didn't realize when they announced this is that the core costs what? Nine ninety nine a month, right? Or 60 a year or 60 a year. And then the console version of game pass, which gives you all the game pass games is $1 a month more. It's just like currently, currently. So it's like, why? I don't know. It's just I don't know who that really is for. It seems like they're just like, well, you know, there is a large section of players that are only playing online. They don't engage in any Game Pass games. We can get more money from them because you said it's the same price. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a five. I thought I thought Xbox had some five dollar option a month. Or am I crazy? I don't. I okay. don't think so. But yeah, I, I mean, they were always comparable, like PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live Gold. Yeah. the same price. I don't know, man. Like, it, it is interesting. Like, would Sony take Essential away? Because I think it's hard to keep it keep it up. You know, th- three to four new games every month. It is. And and on top of doing what you got to do with game, your PlayStation Plus Extra tier. Yeah, I could see them, like, whenever the live service initiatives really start to roll out, I could see them, yeah, maybe starting to abandon that because there are going to be more games that people would seemingly get in quote-unquote addicted to that you need to have that online subscription just to play it. And so at that point, we have them hooked. We can remove the free games that we give that just kind of keep the you's and me's involved. Mm-hmm. And we'll get more money from them on Extra so, yeah, I mean, I could see it going this way. I mean, these companies, whether it's Microsoft, Sony, they're not our friends. They don't want to be friends with us. They just want our <laughs> money in the most effective way possible. So, uh, yeah, I could see that going that way. Yeah, because and then again, with Essential Games, you keep it forever. Like, mm-hmm. as long as you're subscribed, you, ha- you have these games Ooh, forever. That's a good point. I don't like this. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, yeah, they want to move you to the, the extra tier where they can, can 
move games in and out, and then you lose access to them entirely unless you buy them. So uh, yeah. I'm just saying stay tuned for that announcement on the show. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I will say one of the 25 games, though, Descenders, baby. <laughs> of course it is. Of course. <laughs> of Can't escape. Yep. So if uh, <laughs> I ever get this, Levi, my son will be happy. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up because, again, it's as John just mentioned, Xbox is usually a trendsetter in things. They brought achievements mm-hmm. first. They brought Xbox Live Gold, which just blew away, you know, online play and all that. And PlayStation had to follow suit, you know. So they'll probably do the same thing here. Because, like, like I said, I don't. I just don't think three to four games free every every year is sustainable. And we've been very fortunate because those games with gold games were trash oh. like they were shovelware every month if i know this is a playstation podcast most people listening have not kept up with it but they are really bad games so nick and i obviously pride ourselves on our video game knowledge right we talk about it we do a podcast there were so many times you and i had no idea what these <laughs> no. games even were which <laughs> is a really bad. very rare occurrence for any games <laughs> in general so yeah all right, so let's move into my next. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I was just looking at June's. It was Adios and The Veil. Ooh, I, <laughs> Never heard uh, whatever those are. No. All right, so moving into my next topic, I wanted to start with a GameStop story. Mm, Again, I finished Final Fantasy 16. I was done. I was not going to go back to it, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go and trade it in. Well, what's the next hot new release that I want to get physically? Baldur's Gate 3, we've talked about it on this show. I went and I watched their full From Hell presentation, and it was hilarious and funny, and the game looked great, and I'm like, I'll buy into this. And sure enough, I go to GameStop, I go to pre-order it. You can't pre-order it. because <laughs> Because it is a digital-only game. So I wanted to talk about this new trend that we're seeing, because Baldur's Gate 3 coming out on 8.6... Digital only, Alan Wake 2, coming out on 10-17. Digital only, Like a Dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name, coming November 8th. Digital only. So, John and I pride ourselves on being physical, purveyors of physical discs, because it's, again, I can go to GameStop, I can trade it, I can get my money back. and We can borrow and, them. Yep, I can, you know, I gave John my copy of Resident Evil 4, he was able to play it, and we've been doing that for a minute, but, uh... And not that this is doom and gloom by any means, but uh, John, what do you think of uh, some big releases this fall being digital only? Yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, <laughs> it's a bummer that I fully, fully expected at some point. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things that I, I think we both just kind of need to embrace. Um, I am more personally upset by the fact that we won't be able to share games with one another. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it is a very nice thing on the wallet to be able to get through a game, trade it back in, basically pay half for what you, you spent for it. But I can also get crafty or just get more of an, become more of an adult and, and space my purchases out when I need to. But it just sucks that, like, yeah, it's like, hey, dude, the next God of War game's coming out. All right, well, we, we both just have to buy it. Like, right. you know, instead of... Not, that's a bad example because we would both want to play it day one <laughs> anyway. But it, let's ex- say like Armored Core Six any game, would be right? one, right? Right. Like, like I'm, I'm definitely getting that game. I'm a from software junkie, but you're kind of on the fence <laughs> and unsure about it. But if I go, Nick, this game is the truth. I'll bring it in for you. You right. know, not having that anymore will will stink. But you know, I was doing a little bit of looking into it, and you know, Matt Piscatella, who is the guy who does the MPDs every month. You know, he's he's saying that by 2028. All AAA games will probably be digital only. 
Um, they say that a lot. They say that a lot, but you know, (laughs) these guys know more than we do. Um, so I'm, I'm going to imagine at least at the very minimum, you what you can take away from that is that the trends will continue. We will continue to see more of these come down the pipe. I think remedy is like the perfect example of the, the right size developer to really want to take advantage of something like this because they can cut costs where they need to, they can pass it on to the players, which is what they're doing, which is a nice gesture. It'll only be 60 bucks on console and 50 on PC. Um, but I think it'll take a little bit longer to see, you know, the large, large companies do that. The Rockstars, uh, I'm sorry, the Take-Twos, the EAs, like they have a lot more just resources at their disposal, manufacturers in place to really just kind of pump these discs out. It doesn't hit their bottom line nearly as much. So they're not going to see, you know, if they make $5.6 billion instead of five point five billion or, you know, whatever, right. it, it's not going to hurt them as hard. So I would imagine to see... The remedies, the um, super giants, the, you know, those kind of developers are really going to be the ones that we see first. But it's a bummer. But what can I say, man? I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not surprised. Yeah, and I think all three. I mean, we we assume Baldur's Gate three is going to be a big deal. We've predicted it's going to be over a ninety, but on console, it probably won't sell very much. No, uh, nowhere near its PC counterpart. I'd probably be like, it'd probably be like eighty-five percent. Yeah, ten to one or something. Yeah, yeah something, some crazy stat. But uh, so it, it just makes sense that why print a physical disc. And same with Alan Wake two and Like a Dragon. These are these are smaller niche titles. Um, you know, it just makes more financial sense for them. But uh, are I mean, are you going to buy these games? Um. <laughs> Alan Wake 2 is a great example of what I was just complaining about where it's like it'd be the perfect one of us buys it and then gives it to the other guy but Alan Wake 2 is very much a review and see scenario yeah um I don't think I was planning on getting like a dragon um Baldur's hmm. Gate 3 like I want to get it but it's going to be um <laughs> I don't I'm scared of that game <laughs> I, I'm I am truly scared of that game so we'll we'll see um but you yeah, know we've been kind of doing this in a in a weird at least more me than you because of my indie love. It's like, you know, I think of some of my favorite games that I've bought and, you know, I'm thinking of like, you know, the, the, the tunics and the undertales and the, the cult of the lambs and things like that. It's like, yeah, these games don't have physical editions anyway. They're smaller titles. It makes sense. We've accepted that reality. So right. like, it's just going to kind of move the goalposts a little bit. Right. Right. And, and I know we don't bring it up, up much here because it kind of sucks as PlayStation stars is that we also do get an, yeah. you do get money back every time we buy these games. I was, Pleasantly surprised to see when I renewed my PlayStation Plus extra subscription that I got a bunch of points for that too. So yeah, yeah, I, I cashed in for like a, I think a five dollar gift card the other day, and um, when Call to the Lamb was on sale for like sixteen, so I got it for twelve. I was like, no, oh, okay, that's cool. Or yeah. eleven. My math is hard. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, it's these people are wrong, but it is what it is. Yeah. Well, and there are all benefits of digital, right? Like it just exists on your console, and you can just. Switch right over. You're not. Dude, I'm gonna be so insufferable when I'm like 50 or 60, because like I already have so many old man tendencies. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, I have to, I have to get the 4K version of this because the streaming platforms are garbage. And, <laughs> and no, 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 I can't, I can't buy this digitally. I won't be able to sell it back and make my 17. dollars <laughs> So I'm gonna be real bad when I'm older. But yeah, what can you, what can you do? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, it, and yeah, it's it's. It is nice. Like, I, there's very few situations where I have two disc games at one time where I'm constantly having to swap it out. But it did happen between Street Fighter Six and Final Fantasy Sixteen, where I'm just like, 
okay, <laughs> I here was, we go. <laughs> it is a funny point because I'm the same way. And, and I just swallow and go, no, I like physicals. I'm just going to be stubborn because <laughs> fuck it. But like every Blue Moon, Last of Us Part Two, Final Fantasy VII Remake I got digitally, every time I would boot those up, I'm like, oh, that is nice. Yeah. Just scroll over <laughs> it. Bloop, yep. There you go. Yeah. So, so I mean, pros and cons. We'll, we'll embrace it, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting this fall if... If, if that influences our decision at all. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, because that is, a, I'm sure, something that these companies have to weigh. And, and that's a very small piece of it because we have already, we've established it. They have the numbers. I think 90% of sales are digital now, which that might be one of those numbers that skewed a little bit because, okay, are we counting Undertales and things that just right. don't have physical? But, right. um, yeah, I don't know. I lost my point, so I'll end there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. We can move on to the final topic and my third thing here. And because it is San Diego Comic-Con, I wanted to talk about vi superhero video games and kind of rank our excitement of the about there's about seven of them that are currently announced. And I know some are going to have a very unfair advantage because they are developed uh, by Insomniac and on the Sony platform. And Oh, and we've seen a lot more of some of these games than others. And You don't know what my list is. <laughs> and we have some unproven developers on here, too. But as of right now, well, I guess after, after this weekend, there might be a few more superhero video games that we, we could put on this list. Who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, the only announced superhero video games are we got Marvel's Wolverine by Insomniac. They also have Spider-Man 2, which we just talked about. We have a Black Panther Captain America game from Skydance New Media. We have another Black Panther game coming from Cliffhanger Games that we talked about last week. That's EA, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, we have a Wonder Woman game coming from Warner Brothers and Monolith that was announced two years ago at the Game Awards. Uh, we have seen nothing about that at all other than that announcement trailer. Uh, we have the often delayed Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League coming from Warner Brothers and Rocksteady Games. And finally, we have the other Electronic Arts game, the Iron Man game from Motive. Bad, All right. So uh, just one and two are the Insomniac games, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. I mean... Like you said, yeah, it's an unfair advantage. We we saw what Insomnia could do with the first Spider-Man game. Yep. Therefore, Spider-Man 2 is already a given because of how successful the first <laughs> one was. Wolverine's going to be sweet also. Yeah. It's going to be a different style of game, but I have full faith in those teams, yeah. Yeah, it'll it'll have that same DNA. Now, which one's above the other one, though, Nick? Uh, For me, Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, probably a little bit because of the unknown. Like Spider-Man Two is that known thing. We know what's going to happen. We know it's going to play well. We know it's swinging. But how as Insomniac tackles Wolverine, a character I like more than Spider-Man, uh, will be very interesting. Like it just, I just wonder how they're going to do it and how it's going to look and play. And if it's rated M, I would put Wolverine one. If it's rated <laughs> teen, I'll put Spider-Man Two number one. I think because like Wolverine would just be per like bloody visceral a little more adult and i think they've said as much like they haven't come out and said like it's m-rated and there's gonna be blood and gore right. everywhere but like i think they've said it's it's going to be more adult themed blah 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 blah, blah that kind yeah of stuff. yeah so so okay there so there you go there's our top two games but then then what's next or do we want to go to the bottom first where do you want to no let's just keep going down you know we already started at the top i mean i have a i have a very strong feeling for number three i don't okay, know i don't know if it. you do 
Uh, Iron Man from Motive, I think, has a special, um, just a, a good pairing with that right. IP and developer. Um, Motive coming hot off of Dead Space, fantastic job with that game. You know, I think <laughs> Isaac and Iron Man are very similar in the fact that they're men inside of big, hulky, heavy suits. Um, so seeing what they could do with an Iron Man game um, would be really cool. Obviously, graphically, it's going to be gorgeous. The one thing that is an unknown is okay well iron man can fly and dead space is very linear and corridor heavy and and claustrophobic and i don't know if you could develop an iron man game unless if it did have just you know a great sense of freedom and whatnot so right so they have to make sure that they have a good plan for that and not become another anthem and then tony stark is you know he's he's Probably not the easiest character to write for. It's it's always a fine line to thread between funny, quippy, and just annoying. So, mm-hmm. you know, need to make sure that you have a good team there. But I, I think Motive um, really proved something with, with Dead Space and that they are a top team, and I think it's a good match with Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with you. Also because of the Avengers game where I got to play as Iron Man, and they kind of, if they could follow that template but just have a better overall game around it, uh, that would be great because... The they the one thing that game did very well is the the feeling of being Iron Man the I, the sound effect all those little blasters make uh, and just making him fun to play so if you could just do that and just focus on the world around him being does better. it just go pew 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 yeah <laughs> yeah, <it> <laughs> yeah and all those weird little poses he does when he's doing it yeah it's just great yeah. so uh, yeah that that's a solid choice um, but you it, didn't have it at number three. <laughs> Uh, well, I, it's either this or the Wonder Woman game from Monolith. Yep, I think that's, that's four. <laughs> I, because uh, Monolith, who did the Shadow of War series, great, great series. Obviously leaned heavy on that Arkham combat, but it also brought us the Nemesis system. And I'm very excited to see a Wonder Woman game that brings that system back, that kind of dynamic storytelling that the Nemesis system brought, because you could kill an orc leader... Uh, by setting him on fire, and then he comes back all burned up and <laughs> wants to kill you. You're and, not going to set me on fire yeah, again. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, they, you of, remembered that? Holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so it kind of, yeah, led to this cool little side narrative that in relationships that you would have with these troll or these orcs. And, Good you know, correction, Nick. Good correction. <laughs> They're not trolls. I'm very protective of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and then, you know, and just the hilarious of it, the hilarity of it all, you know, when they would taunt you if they killed you or... It made me... That would always make me so mad. <laughs> and and that they would level up, too. If they killed you, mm-hmm. they would rise the ranks of uh, their little um, org chart. But... Uh, and, you know, the silly stories of you killing the same guy over and over again just from to repeatedly show up with more of his body missing and being replaced. It's just the counter of that, too. I remember getting so mad when, like, a, one would beat me and then beat me again. Like, oh, fuck, now you're too strong for me to, like, beat you and you're taunting me and I'm so mad at you. And then you try again and you lose again. It's like, god damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's a yeah, incredible yeah. system. Yeah, but I am a little worried because, again, that game was shown, you know, at Game Awards two years ago and we haven't seen a single ounce of footage of that game yeah. and monolith is you know their last game was 2017's shadow of i always get it it was right. shadow of war correct mordor was first okay yeah shadow of mordor was the first one so uh i'm a little worried but i i think they can as long as they can bring all those bones from that, that franchise and put it into wonder woman and 
she's already all set up, you know, all the characters, all the the Greek gods and all that stuff. So she'll Well, this was going to be my question to you because I've never seen any Wonder Woman movie. I've never seen any Wonder Woman franchise. I don't know anything about her besides she drives an invisible car and has an invisible lasso. It's God of War. It's God of War. Yeah, her main nemesis is Ares. <laughs> oh, sick. Okay, cool. All right, say no more. So, and and then Wonder she, Woman's and she number, lives th- number on three. an island with a bunch of warrior women. So, you know, that's so. What you're saying is Wonder Woman's number one. And <laughs> <laughs> cool. But but I, but I still like our ranking. I will I will accept that. I I think Iron Man done right would be a cool. Not to uh, mention his weapons. Yeah, like his, even weapons, even his, his weapons. Everything about him is just like he's just a cooler character. So um, you know, if if Motive can just nail, you know, prove because they've only had two games under their belt, and one was a giant remake. So we'll we'll see what they can do. Do you think that Wonder Woman lends herself well to just abilities and, and action and things in a video game? Um, you, you yeah. think you think so? Yeah, she. I mean, she's got the bracers, she's got the lasso, she's got the shield, sword and shield. She's, she doesn't have a Superman problem where she's so strong that like. That's true. That's true. Know, she can she can fly and. Because <laughs> that's yeah, that's you know you can but, you can get around that easily narratively if you yeah. oh this one thing mad magic you know it's, right. it does a lot of crazy things so okay um, all right so there we go we got our top four mm-hmm. what, what, what what are we looking at next so uh, we got Black Panther. Black Panther. <laughs> so Black Panther, Black Panther, Captain America, and Suicide Squad. Uh, I got to go with the Cliffhanger Games solo Black Panther release. Um, mostly because the other two just aren't my kind of games, I think. <laughs> you know, we don't really know what the Black Panther Captain America game is yet. Um, but I'm always for more of single-player focused things. Um, EA has done a great job with the teams that they have been kind of ushering up. You know, we think Respawn, Motive obviously being another one, um, of having these teams that they kind of let, I think, do what they want to do, but just give them the money and resources that they need. So if Cliffhanger has a good vision for it, you know, obviously they gave them this IP, um, you know, I think it could be just kind of a, just another fun, similar to Spider-Man or, or Arkham, just having that kind of combat. Obviously, Black Panther is incredibly acrobatic. You know, he can probably run alongside walls, do things like that. Um, I'm sure he has some sort of super speed when he wants to run really, really, really fast. In fact, I know him and Captain America, they were the two that could separate themselves from the pack, right? When they ran. <laughs> In the movie, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, but, but no, I think this this is just going to vibe more with me. Um, you don't think the Amy Hennig being attached to the Black Panther Captain America game makes it a better game? No, not for me, because I am, you know, when they first showed off that game, and I guess we can, why don't we just kind of talk about the next three, maybe all as a lump lump yeah. sum. Um, for me, I think Black Panther Captain America would be next, and then Suicide Squad last. Yes. Um, Black Panther and Captain America, when they first showed it off, they made a point to show off four characters, right? They right. got Captain America, Black Panther, and then two war guys. Right. To me, that says this is very much a kind of multiplayer-focused, um, squad-based thing. And whether Amy Henning's attached to it or not, I don't know if the gameplay is going to lend itself very well to the point. narrative that wants to be told. Good point. So um, that's kind of... And, you know, and like Amy Hennig, she she's one of those... Figures similar to Jade Raymond, I think, that had such a strong scene, like coming onto the scene in the video game industry, that she's kind of been riding that for a long time now. Like right. the last game that she's been attached to, not not to any fault of her own, because she's had some unluckiness when it comes to projects. But I think was Uncharted Three. Yeah, I don't think she's really done anything since. And like you know, that's a long time. That was thirteen years ago, I think. True. So you know, does she still have it? Probably. But I think she's kind of at the point where she needs to prove it a little bit. So for me. 
in the final three games that we have, I'm I'm looking more for a single player. Let me level up my character, get new abilities, do the cliche superhero thing. Because as we've also established on the show, narrative does not overtake gameplay for me. <laughs> so, yeah, I and I'm I'm in agreement that that is that is kind of the the order that I have things. Man, so we like because nailed it. God, that's what like, a bummer about Kill the Justice League. Yeah, they. I mean, no. I, I, it'll be interesting when they reshow it finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they they delayed it for a long time for a reason. I don't know if, you know, it's just so funny, man. Like, I was writing down the developers for these games, right? And it's like, all right, Skydance, Cliffhanger, I don't know. And, like, Insomniac Motive, you guys got skills. So, like, I'm, I almost feel like I'm ranking the developers. And then it's like, Rocksteady. Like, what? No, you should be at the top. You're, you, you're good at stuff. But they got a, they have a, such a huge ship to turn around with that one. Yeah. I don't yeah, know how do. you save it. But like I, I feel like the Blackton, the Blackton America, <laughs> Black Panther, Captain America game is is, you know, unless if they're learning the response of Suicide Squad, like, hey, we we can't do what we we thought we were gonna do. <laughs> like we need to we need to figure out a way to maybe make this more, I don't know, single player focused or or just have more than just shooting purple orbs because fuck that man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure the purple orbs will be back, unfortunately, but probably so hopefully the game will be retooled and. And and present itself a lot better overall because they've been working on it in a very long time and you know they gave them an extra what it is supposed to be out in May and it's gonna be out in February now so yeah um, expect that game to be at the Game Awards <laughs> we should we should I don't know what my number would be yet but we should pop at that one who can get closer to the review score that's 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 one I can we wait for the re reveal oh of, of course like we don't have to do that now but like. <laughs> It could be a 62, or it could, I could honestly see it being like an 87. Just Rocksteady, like, you know, Arkham City got a 96, Arkham Asylum got like a 94, and granted, those were so long ago that you can make the argument this isn't even the same team, you know, the the heads (laughs) of the studio have left, but, you know, there's got to be talent there somewhere. Well, outside of Exo Primal, I usually trust my gut, and, well, that was a mark on you, not me. I yeah, I was about to say, what do you mean? Be bad. You know, I usually have a gut feeling about these things, and like I think, as you mentioned, Suicide Squad. Every time it's shown, is this something? The hair on the back of my neck is. Mm-hmm. is Why is King Shark shooting a huge gun? He's a shark. <laughs> Let right. him use his abilities. Right, <laughs> and just the chaos on screen. Like, how is anyone making sense of any of it? Uh, when it, you got four people just running around doing whatever they want, while. Bunch of fodder is thrown at them with purple orbs, but uh, hey, cool, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's. I mean, if if yeah, if if. So when you wrote out your list, did you have Iron Man at three or four? You had Wonder Woman at three. I actually did not write list them out. I did this on the oh. fly. <laughs> I knew the top two, and I knew the last. Wow. All right, I knew the on. last one. So. <laughs> All right, I'm claiming boondoggle then. We boondoggled it. <laughs> so yeah, we 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 figured it out, and yeah, hopefully all these games are good. Uh, a lot of them are uh, going to be a ways off, though. Uh, Iron Man, have the Black Panther games. The Black Panther game, oh my God. Wonder Woman will hopefully that be ha- next That has year. a chance to be even canceled. You know, brand new stu- studio. Right, you know, who knows? Never comes out, yeah. So, so uh, They all yeah. have a chance to be canceled. Probably, yeah, probably after Spider-Man 2, you're probably looking at Suicide Squad, obviously. I think Wolverine, it doesn't get delayed again. I think Wolverine might be next fall. It could. That would be, in, that they, would be impressive. It would. It would, but I mean... Yeah, it is Insomniac who did, you know, Miles Morales and Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. I imagine there's a lot of similarities <laughs> within, within of shared six, assets and things they can other. use. But, I mean, yeah, it's 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 probably more likely 2025, but, um, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll yeah, see. of course. 
All right, so that's it. That's all I brought. That was six things. Hopefully, you know, Comic-Con leads to some more video game announcements. Maybe not, but... Uh, yeah, we're kind of heading into a dry spell until... But maybe maybe one of these games we just mentioned will show up at San Diego Comic-Con. That could that could definitely happen. Yeah. Um, next week will be... <laughs> The Twisted Metal Show, too. Oh, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have to talk about that. That'll be exciting. When does that get released? Uh, Is it today? No, it's a week from now. It's, it's the week 27th. From 27th, okay. So less than a week from Goodie. when we're, we're recording right now. So, okay. yeah, we'll definitely have to bring that. That'll be something inter- interesting to talk about. It will, at the very least, probably have create a good conversation. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, on the video game front, again, I... I'm trying to take a break, but I'm so tired when I get home, I just start playing video games again and getting <laughs> mad at... What are you playing? I try to play Street Fighter, then I get mad because they're they're kicking my ass. I try to play Jurassic World Evolution 2, and it crashes on me, so I'm not playing anything, really. Nice. <laughs> but uh, I want to focus... I'm, I mean, you know what? I'm going to put it this on me. Our video podcast is returning next week. I will get it working in the format that John and I both like, so... Cool. I'll put that pressure on me. Okay. But uh, what do you got? Um, according to my PlayStation, I am 74% done with Final Fantasy 16. You are close. Um, I'm just going to say it. I just did the probably the greatest boss fight I've ever done in my <laughs> life last night. It uh, This game does not disappoint with the spectacle. And, oh, my God, I, I loved it. So I really, obviously, am, am high on that game right now. Just need to crush it, get get through it. I would love to have some time this weekend, but I've already got a pretty packed weekend uh, with family stuff, so we'll see. But <laughs> um, no, getting through that, and then then nothing. Okay. Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, <laughs> I, probably that one. So enjoy it while it lasts, because again, it's you know we're August is going to be here, and the games will start spinning up. Madden 24 will be out. Okay. And, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> Armored Core 6 will be out. You, you know, it got a story trailer this week. So it's, you know, it's coming. Video games are coming. It's just, you know, just a few more weeks and then it'll be game after game after game after game. So, how many of the boss fights from Final Fantasy do you think are going to make your top five at the end of the year? <laughs> uh, at least two. At least two. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, Good. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned for our bonus podcast when we can talk about them un- untethered and yes. and really get into the nitty gritty. So, all right, John. So, what song are we leaving them on today? Going back to our childhoods, Nick. It's it's a it's a classic, probably the defining game of my early childhood. Sonic the Hedgehog two. What track do you think of, Nick? When you think <laughs> of Sonic the Hedgehog two, I bet I bet it's the same answer for everybody. Yeah, it's always uh, the, the second stage, and that's chemical. <laughs> yeah, Chemical Plant Zone, um, classic. Which know, is I, impressive because that whole soundtrack is great. It's Sonic, Sonic Hedgehog. I didn't appreciate it when I was a kid. I was just like bopping my head being a little, right. you know, <laughs> little, little kid. But every single stage on that, that game is pretty pretty awesome. So. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll bring more. If you didn't drown in chemicals. So that, yeah. That, that, it, that does this crappy One part. of the most anxiety-inducing things you can do to a seven-year-old is <laughs> trying yeah. to jump up those. We all know it, too. That one corridor where the blocks are moving. Right? You gotta yeah. block to block to block. And, and then, yeah. So. Turn boys into men. That's right. <laughs> so enjoy. I didn't. I didn't look at the composer. I, maybe I should have. But it's it'll Sonic. be in the show notes. It's Sonic Two. <laughs> Whatever. Yuji Naki. Naka is in prison or something. <laughs>
All right, so that's it. That's six things. We will be back next week with another six things. Bye, guys. Later.